We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! Ground ball to shortstop. The throw is to second. And again, the ball sails past LaGrange into right field. This is the hot corner. The runners will score, and a cascade of boos rain down from the stands as clearly the fans' sympathy for this scrappy little no-arm man has run out. With Harrison Lynch. Now, granted, the throw was a little wide, but you got to believe that a two-arm player would have made the catch. In fact, a one-arm player would have at least had a shot at it, which calls to mind the question once again, why, with all the two-armed youngsters waiting in the minor leagues, does this team stick with an armless second baseman? On 1080. And he hasn't had a hit in ever. In ever, Jerry. In ever. The Fan. Welcome into the hot corner. It must be a Wednesday. It's always a Wednesday around these parts. We back, baby. Gang's all here. It's baseball season. Mariners on the tube. Although I am interested in that Chicago-Milwaukee series. Oh, in the NBA. Yes. I was like, Brewers and Cubs are playing? Um, I would, might al- be. I would also watch wall-to-wall coverage on Jay Wright. <laughs> okay. Um... Currently, as that was the shocker of my day, we we like to uh, we like to do rose and thorn around the table at dinner time with that the mean? children. You say your rose of the day and your thorn of the day. Did you pick that because of the timbers and thorns slash Portland stuff, or is it like actually something that people do? I've never heard of that. It before. is not my thing. Um, I think it is just because roses are beautiful but also dangerous. Oh, I see. Yeah. Maybe it's a uh maybe it's a poison Brett Michaels thing. You know, every rose has its thorn. Ah, it could be. Could be that. I do like that tune. Uh but my thorn of the day was that Jay Wright is leaving Villanova. And the kids were like, Okay, who's that? Yeah. And then I was like, I have to leave. And they were like, Where are you going? <laughs> I'm gonna go talk about like, Jay go, Wright. I'm gonna go do my baseball show and then my podcast. And they were like, boring. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the joys of kids, huh? Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's one of the few things that makes me happy because I gotta be around you all the time. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me with uh, Valentine's Day. My girlfriend uh, put a lot of effort into her gift this year, uh-huh. and I. I went the simple route this year for Valentine's Day. Here's some some candy and some flowers. And I I gave it to her, and her daughter went, "It's just that," because <laughs> like she put a lot. She like was writing a lot of things, and like really, it was like a big arts and crafts gift for me. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me, and she's like, "That's what you got her." And you just tell- and I was like, I, "I'm like, is she happy with it? She's happy with it. Don't and judge me." You're just telling the little girl, "Hey, girl." Such standards a lot lower than that. <laughs> all right. I know you're still young. You got a lot to learn, but let me tell you this. 
Nobody's going to do what your mom did for me this you, on Valentine's Day. That was very have, special. You have not witnessed disappointment quite like dating somebody else. <laughs> Just get you started on that. What did I do for Valentine's Day? I don't think we did anything. I think we went and had dinner. Okay. That's nice. I hate that stuff, man. It's not because it's like lovey-dovey. It's just it's just reeks of capitalism. It drives me crazy. <laughs> Patrick the Hipster's back. Um, <clears throat> Valentine's Day. It's been a while since Patrick the Hipster has made an appearance on this show, but yeah. uh, there it is. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas. I look at it as a nice way to show that you uh, that you love them. Yeah, the only capitalism day I like is Halloween. Uh, you get a party. And there's picking choosy Patrick <laughs> coming back again, as per usual. I'm did not you a, see that there was a triple play in this game? I did not. It just happened. It was the bottom of the first. The M's got a trip. Uh, well, the Rangers got a triple play on the M's. Oh, well, that makes more sense. It was a, a line drive out to first. And I guess it was a double steal. And then he stepped on first and threw to second and got the other two outs. Well, that's what happens when your manager's not around. Scott Service not managing tonight. Oh, does he have the COVID? He's got the vid uh, because apparently everyone on Seattle and Cleveland have the vid right now. Mm. More specifically, people on my fantasy teams. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. <laughs> They're like, I looked at my fantasy team and I was like, why do those both those guys have red? Oh, no. And then I looked up and it was we like, we suck again. Cal Quantrill and Owen Miller are out with the COVID. And I've got Mitch Hanniger too. And I'm like, oh, although I guess awesome. if you're vaccinated and asymptomatic, you're out for like a day. Yeah. Because I have Brandon Nemo in one league and he went on the COVID list and he came back two days later. Do they still make them test every day? I guess that's probably why. Huh. Because you you would think that if they weren't testing as frequently, unless you were showing symptoms, then you wouldn't have this problem. So. I would imagine they are testing every day. Though. Interesting. Well, on the Covis front, good news for your Yanks. Apparently, they're all ready to go to Toronto. Yeah, I was very happy to see that. I had a sneaking suspicion. Is I was, it because when they ask Aaron Judge, he's like, I'll be okay? No, it was. <laughs> I was. Don't worry about me, bro. It was. It was. By the last, way, I want 42 mil a year. It was last week against the Blue Jays, I believe, or maybe the first game against the Orioles. Aaron Judge had a off, and then the next day, suspicious. He didn't look particularly healthy. <laughs> suspicious, and uh, now everyone's vaccinated. So, or at least that's what Aaron Judge or Aaron Boone says. So, I'm gonna assume that he had the day off because he got the shot and wasn't feeling well, and then the second day he had the like leftover lingering stuff, and mm -hmm. then he was fine. I love that the melting pot and the bursting of culture city that new york city is has the most temperamental athletes when it comes to covid oh it makes yeah. me giggle yeah it makes me giggle well it's kind of like what's going on here well when you go to new york there is the idea that you are uh, most of the teams at least a high level athlete and that leads to uh being very full of yourself and not really thinking about anybody else meanwhile the the oakland triple a's show up and they're like oh yeah baby <laughs> I gotta make sure I get that seven hundred twenty-five thousand a year, man. Dude, that team help me out. I, I I knew that they may have the fire sale. Yeah, I looked at that opening day lineup and just went, "This team used to be scary. <laughs> Who are you people?" Yeah, man. Uh, they've got decent starters. Do they, they do? Yeah, Sean Manea. He's gone. Where's he? Padres. Oh, that's right. Uh, who was the other guy they were going to trade? Montas. Freddie Montas? Yeah. Frankie. Yeah. Frankie. He's done all right so far. Yeah. 
Cole hey. Irvin got me a good good W yesterday. Ah, fantasy connection. There it is. <laughs> There but yeah, it is. But yeah, 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 yeah. I, it was funny. I was watching. I uh, love, I love, and Joe will get this this year because Joe is in fantasy with us this year. That you gr- you gain a very, very, very big bias towards your own players <laughs> that are only like slightly good, but you're like, yeah, Cole Irvin quality start. They got good starters there. And it's Merrill like Kelly in, in Arizona holding it down. Who? <laughs> But then it's like at the end of the year, Cole Irvin has like a 4-3 ERA, and you're like, underrated. Well, I had him on my team. Look at how many quality starts he got Six of his seven quality starts. (laughs) Pay no attention. I had him on my team for the other bad ones. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely happens. I'm like, Cal Quantrill, dude, what up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it can be that way. Marcus Stroman gets lit today, and I'm like, ah, he'll be fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. (laughs) He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's kind of classic me. But well, hey. I think that's everybody, though, in fantasy. Especially, well, no, not especially baseball. I mean, because it's daily, I think there's a little bit more of a connection to your players. Kyle but- Shanahan has no idea what he's doing. He should clearly run the rock. Bro, they're down by 20. They got to throw. Nope, he's an idiot. <laughs> I need Raheem Mostert to get a touchdown, <laughs> damn it. Raheem Mostert, criminally underrated. I drafted him in the seventh round. I knew it. I heard that George Kittle is not showing symptoms. This is stupid that he's not playing today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's all fantasy sports. To be honest, though, I like that we've become fans like that. It, yeah, yeah one, kind of, kind of. I, I worry about it. It teaches us about so many other players and teams that normally you wouldn't pay attention to. And that I like. And I think I it makes like you a more well-rounded fan in general because if you're a fan, you're a fan of the Mariners now. Um, you'll big, watch big M's guy, big, big M's guy over here. Um, you'll watch most Mariner games. I imagine as many as you can, mm-hmm. but if you're in fantasy baseball and you want to watch Cal Quantrill, then you're going to throw that game on. Sure. And you're going to keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or last, you're, you're going to go to MLB network and be like, I got two players in this game. I'll watch this. Yeah. Last night I watched Walker Bueller, Max Freed, giants, uh, Braves, uh, which, is, which is a great, Great matchup and must-watch baseball, especially early in the year. Just so happens you have multiple players it in that game. It also happens to help that I have Max Freed as my ace in a league, as a keeper. And uh, he was dominant, and I was like, there you go. See, I told you, Max Freed is excellent. After he got lit in his first start. Hey, we're not worried about that. The real <laughs> Max Freed is here. I am having, and, and Joe will learn this too, I am having the moment of i need to drop this guy he's not going to do it and i'm like it's the second week of the season mike you got to give it a little bit of time yeah i'm really mad like dansby's hitting like 090 and i'm like cut him (laughs) and i'm like this guy owen miller i've never heard of even though he plays for the team that i rooted for three months ago grab him (laughs) instantly gets covid yep (laughs) and then the second you grab him he goes like over 16 in four games you're like ah drop him yeah and then he goes, you know, 12 of 16 in the next. I did have that. And uh, I, I drafted Jock Peterson mm. and then dropped him immediately. Immediately. You were like, that was a bad choice. And then he hit like three homers in three games. And I was like, got him bad. And I was right all along. <laughs> Jock Peterson, baby. Let's go. Trust your gut. <laughs> Ugly Dugly. That's enough fantasy talk for us. We do have a baseball show this evening. And Mike was out last week. And Joe and I got to have some fun with some initial reactions uh, so we'll keep going on with that. We do got the Mariners game on the tube, so we'll keep you updated on that uh, simply because you can't listen to it anywhere in the Portland metropolitan area on the radio. 
And uh, we'll keep you informed on these little basketball things, and maybe I'll rant about Jay Wright later. But there's a lot to get to with baseball. We've got uh, hitting uh, for power might be down to start. Um, Pitchers going deep is obviously down, but when will we see that come up? There's a lot to get to. You can find us on social media. Mike's on Twitter at MikeLynch27. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PDD085. And there's our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fish the Third on Twitter and Instagram, Joe Fish 3 F I S C H 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. That'll let you interact with us throughout the entire show. Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow at 4. Got it? Got it? Got it. We good. We good. We Gucci. All right. When we come back, initial reactions. The Hot Corner. 1080 Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven nineteen. We are live from the Poofville Will Meta here. Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, Patrick Harris in for you. Uh, Mike, initially, I know uh, you've probably caught every, if not most, Yankee game so far. Uh, I've caught how many have they played now? Twelve. I've caught eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. Oh wow, we're even. You're like eleven point two innings. I yeah. I left. It was. Uh, I was with my parents this last weekend, and we turned the game off in the fourth to watch a movie. So that was the game I missed, uh, <laughs> or half the game I missed. How many games have you watched that are not the Yankees? Uh, Probably six. Nice. Five or six. I'm making an effort to try to watch other ones, try to watch more. I... I watched the whatever I forget the game it was, but whatever the first game of the season was, I watched that. That was Brewers Cubs, I think it was. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I watched that game. I did the MLB Red Zone thing uh, one at one morning. Mm-hmm. I was jumping between like six games sure. before work. Um, I've watched all three Sunday Night Baseball so far, and. I, I one one of the other ones too. Yeah, I've been, well, I've been trying. Well, I'm in an, I'm in a new realm right now uh, because I don't pay for cable, uh, so it is difficult to watch Mariner games. And uh, Root is very bad at this uh, being available elsewhere thing. Very bad at it, and uh, nobody locally has the Mariners contract, so I'm missing out on that. The day games I'm loving because I watch at work. Yeah. But I'm venturing into new territory. I do not have MLB at bat this year for the first time in over a decade. MLB TV. MLB TV, I mean, yeah. I do not have MLB TV for the first time in over a decade. And it's not a financial thing. It's, I may buckle. Like, when we get to midseason, they do, like, 70 bucks for the rest of the year. I might pull the trigger on that. Um, But what I've been doing, which is something I rarely do, is I've been watching national broadcasts. Mm-hmm. 
and I rarely watch it because it's like if the Sunday night baseball game is Red Sox Yankees, you know, and they're doing the the whole shebang for that. But there's a night game and it's Dodgers Giants and it's Logan Webb Walker Bueller and the Yankee Red Sox game is like Montgomery versus Eovaldi. I'm like, oh, I want to watch this uh, West Coast game instead because right. I don't know because I'm not a fan of either of those teams. But this year, I'm taking a different approach and giving me what National has to offer. Almost, you're almost forced into it at this point. I am almost forced, but like I said, I have the money. I can buy MLB TV if I want. But I'm kind of playing this out a little bit because I don't pay a ton of attention to it because usually the matchup in on, on the on the National games are usually good. You know, it's like... It's usually rivals, you know, mm-hmm. or it's like, we expect Milwaukee to be good this year, and St. Louis is the Cardinals, so we'll do that. And then the next week, we'll do Mets-Phillies. And then the next week, we'll do, you know, White Sox-Twins or something like that. But rarely does it land on, like, the baller pitching matchup. Yeah. So I'm going to give the national media a chance this year. Okay. And just kind of see uh, see what happens. I was very pleased last night. I got to watch Dodgers-Braves. And what uh, Max Freed. It was it on? on TBS. Oh, Max Freed, Walker Bueller, and it was a great game. I love Walker Bueller. I probably like Walker Bueller more than Max Freed, although <laughs> I am a although I am a Max Freed fan. And Walker was not shaky at all. The Braves were just kind of nickel and diming him, except for Darno going deep. Um, and I really enjoyed it. However, I was texting with you last night, and boy. The national broadcast teams are not my favorite. No, they have to, well, have to is the wrong word, but obviously they are unbiased. Trying to be. Trying to be. Unless it's Joe Buck calling a Cardinals game. And I find personally that I prefer baseball biased. Mm, I think I'm with you. If I watch a random game on MLB TV, I will always leave it on the home team announcers. Mm -hmm. Always. Um, unless it's your team, of course, right? Yes, yes. I'm talking about a random game. Not, not, I watch the Yankees broadcast on every broadcast I can, but I love hearing the passion. And when you watch national broadcast, it's passion, but it's like manufactured. I'm an on air play by play guy passion, as opposed to, I care about this team because I call 162 plus games every year. Right. And I want them to win. And I ran into some things that were not awesome last night. It was who was the broadcast team? Bob Costas and oh. Jeff Francoeur. Oh, I, Francoeur did like three man booths last year, right? Frenchy, as they call him. Yeah. Um, and dude, Bob Costas, I love Bob. Syracuse grad, legend in the industry. Mm-hmm. I love him on Ken Burns baseball. Dude is nine million years old when he calls games, and then he did some on MLB Network. I think he still does. Mm-hmm. His color analyst is Jim Cott. Oof. And it's like the two oldest men yelling at clouds. It's awful. Well, and it was tough because it's like Bob Costas spent a full inning. Well, here, first of all, because it's national, they always want to cut to each posing manager early in the game. Hey, what are you seeing from Max Freed? What are you seeing from your hitters as they're talking to Snitker? Dave Roberts, what are you seeing from Walker Bueller? What are you seeing from your hitters? But they pre-record it. So then, like, Eddie Rosario hit, like, a double, and it's just Dave Roberts talking 
not seeing that. Mm. And then it comes back and he's like, well, in case you missed it, Eddie Rosario hit a double. And I'm like, no, I didn't miss it. I was watching the game, not listening to you. That's super clunky. A lot of the stations have started doing that live now. Right, right. And that's kind of fun because you can see the managers watching instead yeah. of in between innings. But the the number one thing that grinded my gears was the Braves are the, you know, the, the reigning World Series champion. Kudos mm. to them. Very deserved. And he's talking about how the Braves were the team of the decade in the 90s, but only won World, one World Series. And how it was quite controversial because the Yankees won in 96, 98, and 99. Because those teams were built from the ground up. Much like that Braves team in the 90s was built from the ground up. It had great young hitters. And perfect starting pitch. And you're just like, oh my god, dude. Like, Can you call the Braves the team of the 90s if the other team you're referencing won three World Series? My, 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 <laughs> partner, my partner turns to me. And she goes, is anybody under 30 watching this game on TBS right now? And I went, nope. And she goes, doesn't he know we were all there for that? <laughs> and I was like, you know what, girl? I like you. We should get married. <laughs> but that's what it got me thinking. It was like, Bob, like, we know, man. We were all there. Right. We saw it all. Well, I, Most of us that are watching this game right now are fans of baseball because we saw that. Yeah, nobody who's not a fan of baseball turned on TBS on a Tuesday night to watch a baseball game. Right. Um, but if they did, a, if they the, did, they thought it's because like home improvement reruns were going to be on. There's a balance to strike where sometimes some of the best moments in baseball broadcasts are when the crew is reminiscing about something. Sure. Um, and sometimes they're good stories like Mike Matheny and the bird poop. Yes. I would prefer it to be kind of central centralized on the player in the booth and his life mm -hmm. and what he experienced because those stories are the best but i understand sometimes you got something you know, oh remember when this happened and blah 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 did this and everyone's like talking <clears throat> about it but it sounds like he was harping on it for a long time it was it was a full inning of him just top and bottom talking 90s Braves. Yeah. And 90s Yankees. And we're kind of like, like the Yankees, the aren't, Yankees even playing. aren't even playing, man. And we know that yeah. we all know that. Yeah. Look, I, I and Matt Olson comes to bat and it's like <clears throat> Matt Olson off into off to a blazing start. And they're going to need him because Freddie Freeman left and he's now on the Dodgers. Jeff Francoeur. Yeah, they really are. He's really patient. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all we got. That's all we're doing here. Yeah. And then the next time Matt Olson's up and he's like, he's just having a scorching year, huh, Jeff? Yep, they're going to need him. No way. Yeah, it did. No way. It was brutal. Frank Hoare was like. So it's obviously the first time they worked together. It must have been because Frank Hoare the whole time was kind of like, yeah, Bob. I. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, all all of us work in the industry. When you work with someone you've never worked with before, there's yeah. a huge feeling out process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Unless you're me and Patrick and the chemistry just happened naturally. Bam. I like it. The home run stroker. But it's tough. It's hard. I mean, for me, the first like, and this probably the first like 10 shows I did with just Isaac. Brutal on my part. Because mm -hmm. I didn't understand his flow. Right. And he has like a. He just has a very unique flow that's very Isaac. If you listen to primetime, you understand. Mm -hmm. It took so long for me. Just, and 10 shows of Souk being out is like, and me just doing it with him with nobody else there, it's like two years. 
two years on that show, I was bad at co-hosting with Isaac. <laughs> um, it's really tough. It's really difficult to do. So to defend Jeff Francoeur a little bit, it's really, really challenging, especially if the guy you're working with is a legend. That's what I was going to bring up. You don't want to step on his toes. And Bob Costas has a very weird baseball play-by-play style now where he is just old man reminisces and talks about how the game sucks now. It's a little Captain Kirky. Yeah. You know, yeah. that it's very dramatized. It's very storytelling. He's very old school. But you're not Vin Scully, bro. Like, step off. I mean, he is a legend, though. Who, Vin? Of course No, he is. Bob Costas. I know. But he also isn't really a play-by-play guy. He's a he's an anchor. He's a historian. He's an anchor. He's an anchor and a historian. Yeah. Like, when he talks on, like, history stuff, I listen. Even though he drives me crazy, I, li- I don't love him that much. Yeah. But when he tells stories, like, you're like, oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in on this. Anyway, so I'll check back in come, like, late May, early June <clears throat> with how we doing. Well, is Bob Costas the weekly TBS guy now? I don't know, because TBS is now doing Tuesday night games. Yeah. You've got Sunday night baseball on ESPN. Apple they TV usually is do doing when- Fridays. They usually do Wednesday night baseball on ESPN. Apple TV on Fridays. Peacock is going to do... A game or two, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Sunday afternoon or something? And then, like, Saturday, you usually get some Fox you stuff. You get Fox or FS1. Yeah, so it's like, I should have games that I can watch, and then I at work I throw on MLB TV. Who, okay, so who was on <clears throat> TBS last year? Because it definitely wasn't Costas. I think Smoltz is done because he refuses to get vaccinated. Well, Smoltz so. was MLB TV. MLB Network, and he was TBS. Um, TBS. He was both. Was... Did TBS have Brian Anderson? Because he's like... Did TBS have Tom Brenneman? No. They definitely did not. I think they had Brian Anderson. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Uh, Oh, they had Ernie Johnson in the playoffs. For... Okay. Yeah, with Ron Ron Darling. I'm talking regular season, though. Um, 2021. It says Brian Anderson. Okay. Dan Orsillo and Matt Weiner. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard Matt Weiner on there, too. I mean, Brian Anderson's awesome. Yeah. He's really good. I like I like Ernie in the playoffs, too. Is Brian, I think Brian Anderson actually works for a team, though, so it's tough for him to do every game. Like a little Dan Shulman? Yeah. I think he's like at the Brewers announcer or something. Boy, is Shulman jacked that he's in Toronto right now? Probably. Well, he's always been in Toronto. Well, I know, but like now. <laughs> yeah, baby. All right, when we come back, we'll get into what's actually going on in the field. Not a bunch of geezers talking about what's not talking about what's going on in the field. So we'll get to that next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, we'll get into uh, is power low this year so far? Um, some interesting stats that have come across the board on that, and I'll uh, chime in on my hatred for pitchers not going far, although it's completely understandable. Interesting. Last week we go from uh, less quality starts and less starting pitching to now less power. Mm. Mm. Well, I think the quality starts and pitching is going to return. Because they were just limited from spring training. Yeah, so we'll get that. We'll get to that at the in the uh, eight o'clock hour. And um, hey, an in season fair or foul. Yeah. Right? Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Nice. Yeah. Reminder. Honestly, yeah. Thank I was, you for uh, I was totally going to bail Joe that. out, and I had an idea for something, and I can't remember at all what it is. No, I mean, we haven't been doing it, and the season came back, and then we weren't together, and now the season started. I mean, so many things happening. This that- is my... I love the trivia aspect of in-season fair or foul. Yeah, I think me, it's so much fun. I know. Me too. No, now that you said it, I'm all over it. Yeah. I mean, I got a project. I can tell out, by baby. your voice. Okay. Yes. Fair right. or foul. The bottom uh, of the 8 o'clock hour. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> yes, Mike. Let's go. Fair or foul. <laughs> One go. hour. I'm, let's I'm go, all, baby. I'm all over it. I'll do you it now. Thanks for reminding Patrick, you jerk, your teacher's pet. Now, th- this is where you find the fun stuff. Like Logan Morrison is batting 076 halfway yes. through the season or Lomo. whatever it is. Lomo. Is that guy in Japan yet? Is that guy alive? <laughs> no, Mike, he's dead. Just completely fell off the wagon after those that last few seasons. He's Literally, dead. he fell off the wagon and died. Uh, so so we'll get to that in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, but something uh, that's brand new to this, that there was a lot of stuff presented in the offseason that was going to come by this year. Oh, I just remembered what uh, what, it, what it was we can do. But fair or foul it is. We'll save that till next week. Um but uh, something this was something we could have talked about but didn't in preseason, uh, and now it's a real thing, and that is this new radio technology between catchers and pitchers on signs because all of a sudden we're real worried about people stealing signs. We just don't want to punish them. <laughs> or we only want to start punishing them now. Yeah, now we're going to punish you. I We let it slide for a while and probably cost some teams some World Series, but look, now I'm we're going to come down on it. I love it. I think it's awesome. It, I mean, one, it's it's unless like a team figures out how to hack into the system, which I'm sure <laughs> they're working on right now. They're actually just using it to steal signs. Right, right. But, <laughs> it's on the runner at second base. It's like, my hat's weird. Can I change my hat? <laughs> I... I love it. It feels like it's speeding the game up even before the pitch clock stuff happens because no longer are you having to throw down four or five signs and then shaking off every time and then running out to the mound to clarify what sign is what. Yeah, you're going to just beep, boop, boop. All you got to do is press a button, press a button, press a button. If they shake off, you press the other button. There's only been one or two times where I've seen the pitcher shake off like five times, and I'm like, how many pitches are on this thing? Uh, I've seen Bull Durham. That catcher's going to be real pissed. <laughs> Quit shaking him off. But, I mean, talk about the future of the game. It's perfect. There's been some... Uh, not perfect. What's that line from Bull Durham? Holy S. He hit the bowl. He wins a free <laughs> steak dinner. <laughs> it uh, It's not perfect. There's been glitches with it, or it's hard to hear sometimes. Mm. But in terms of what they're trying to accomplish to remove that entire aspect of the game, mm. great. Mm. Get rid of it. It was being abused to the level that the Astros did and apparently the Yankees and Red Sox did, and I'm assuming 15 other teams were also doing it. If it was being abused to that level and it was really damaging the game, this stops it completely. And and they've also moved it to, at least the Yankees have done this. I'm not sure about the other teams. It started as an armband. Mm -hmm. And I was watching in spring training a couple teams use it, and batters were just staring down at the armband. (laughs) What are you going to throw? Um, Ooh, the two got it. <laughs> All right. So now the at least the Yankees have done this. They've put it coach in the dugout. Two's a curveball. <laughs> They've put it on the catcher's leg pad, and he covers it with his glove and just memorizes what button is what and presses it. I do kind of like that idea, almost like Morse code. Yeah, like three beeps for a curve, <laughs> two for a four seamer. You know, <laughs> beep 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 is a is a two seam fastball. Yeah, yeah. And the, the pitcher's like, pitcher throws a curve, and the catcher's like, what? Dude, he's like, I didn't feel it. 
Well, it's not a feeling thing. It, it actually speaks to them. Oh. Ooh, is it like an Australian series? Oh, did thing? you not know that? No. The the pitchers have in I'm their... I'm so old school, Mike. I'm like, throw me the signs. I like watching it on TV. They have the in their hat, there's a speaker that goes above their ear, and it like vocalizes what the pitch is down into their ear. So my my Siri and Alexa are both Australian women. So <laughs> yeah. is it like, Araldis? <laughs> You can, uh, <laughs> you can program anything you want into it. The Phillies actually had JT Real Muto record his voice, and oh. it's his voice to the pitcher. Ooh, I kind of like that. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. So, I mean, do you want Morgan Freeman? Go for it. <laughs> In a world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be interested to see because I was watching, the I was watching as I said, the Braves-Dodger game last night, and they were saying both Freed and Bueller don't use it. But you were saying everyone on the Yankees staff uses it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see the evolution of this. Not just this season, but in like four years. I think, well, four or five years, you know, to see I, if I it becomes in, all over baseball or just kind of a, a pick and choose thing. I think in th- in three years, it'll be 100% used. Because mm. right now it's about 50% used from what I've seen. I'm seeing about half the teams using it um, for everybody. And if there's some guys on the team that don't want it, I, it almost feels like that team is just not using it. Yeah. Um, almost like, ah, okay, if this guy doesn't want to use it, then I'm not going to do this system for other pitchers, but then do signs. So I, I feel like it's either an all or nothing right now. Right. But <clears throat> it'd also be interesting for those the benefit guys. The of it is huge. It'd also be interesting for those guys that have their personal catchers. Like, I don't think Will Smith catches Kershaw. Okay. You know, I, I don't think he catches Kershaw. I could be wrong on that. 503 Uh I don't know. I just assume Austin Hedges is the backup catcher for everyone. <laughs> except he's the starter in Cleveland. Um, <laughs> You're not supposed to be following them anymore. <laughs> I'm not. I You're promise. a Mariners fan now. I promise. Jose Ramirez for MVP. Um, so I, I, that's what I'm curious what with. You know, if a guy like Scherzer has a personal catcher, if a guy like Bieber has a personal catcher, Verlander has a personal catcher, maybe they do or don't. I don't know. It's just fascinating to me. My only thing is I, I, am, I am an old-school curmudgeon baseball fan. I'm only pro technology when it makes sense, and I do think this makes sense. Um, but I love seeing catchers throw signs down. Yeah, that is the only because I'm that, trying to sign steal. Yeah, that's the only thing I, I I do miss about it is, especially when there's not a runner on. Because I mean, you don't know when there's right. that second, but when you see the finger go down, you know a pitch is coming. Yeah, so it's fun to kind of secretly know before the batter does, uh, or you assume you know before the batter does. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm willing to give that up for the benefit to the game in general. The other thing I want to bring up, and, and maybe we can do this next because we have to break, but um, it's another broadcast-related thing. Finally, I, I asked for this like two years ago on the show. For those of you who are P1s of the show, you might remember. Finally, ESPN has done something right with their baseball broadcast. I was going to say, I hope I remember, and I'm here all the time. <laughs> and... Uh, it's the on-field, during-the-game player interviews. Well, yeah, we started seeing it a little bit at the All-Star game. Yep. And a little bit in the playoffs. I think that's when it when, when it happened. It was the All-Star game, and I sat here the, ne- the next week and went, do this all the time. Right, and it was like it was like everyone was mic'd up, and they just went to different people. I think, like, Harper was on there and some other people, and someone had a cool moment. Yeah, like they changed who had the mic. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it is exactly how to market baseball during the game to get more people interested. Joey Votto was fantastic. Kike Hernandez was fantastic. I didn't see the Ozzy Albies segment, so I, I'm assuming he was good, but it's Ozzy Albies. 
so he should be good. He's funny. But if you want to get people interested in your sport, and I, I said this uh, when I was hosting with Suk last week, it's not for the fans. Oh, well, it is for the fans of baseball. We all love it. But if you are watching it with your girlfriend or wife or, or husband or whoever, and they're not a huge fan of baseball, but yet they're watching the game with you because you love baseball, mm-hmm. and they watch that Joey Votto interview, you're telling me they're not like, this guy's funny. Right. Who's Joey Votto? Right. And then, like, the next time a Reds game is on, they're like, oh, I like Joey Votto. And they become fans of that player. Yeah. That's how baseball needs to market it because everyone knows who the teams are. Mm-hmm. You're a fan of your team. Mm-hmm. But it's a little college football esque. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But if you made a thousand people Joey Votto fans that night, that's great for the sport. Right. If if you made more Kike Hernandez fans out there, fantastic. If you're not a Kike fan, it's time to jump on board. Boy, he sucked to start the year too. Whatever. He's I think awesome. he was like oh for twenty. Um, he's awesome. But that <clears throat> get the personality of the sport out. People view baseball as stuffy as people view golf. Right. It's old school. You're not allowed to have fun. It's that's changing, but it's still how people view it. If you show those interviews and they're having fun and they're one talking strategy and then two cracking jokes, perfect. I absolutely love it. Marketing at its <clears throat> finest. Bravo, ESPN. MLB is idiotic for not doing this sooner mlb will probably come out with a rule tomorrow banning it just because of that all right we come back uh some more observations as we keep this up this is the hot corner to any of the fan this is the hot corner with harrison lynch on 1080 the fan Keeping this going, 503-250-1080. Text us your initial thoughts and how the season's been going for you so far. Something fun for me that, I, that I've kind of noticed after, you know, just watching baseball, I try not to take wins and losses or hitting slumps or pitching slumps too seriously. Hey, there's that guy you dropped. <laughs> but, but thanks, Mike. Um, but I've noticed uh, one of my favorite things that I've noticed, and Joe and I kind of talked about it a little bit last week, I love that the uh, unwritten rules and sticking up for your teammates is just back and better than ever. <laughs> uh, Frankie Lindor got hit in the face. Everybody wanted to fight everybody, including Buck Showalter. Well, by the way, that was like the third guy hit in the face that game. Because yep. Pete Alonso also got, well, like it, it hit him in the shoulder and then popped up into his face. Yeah, it was not great. Yeah, and then uh, Tommy Pham wants to fight Luke Voigt for giving Tyler Stevenson a concussion. And I'm just, you know what? I just want to say that I'm here for it. I'm here for the the players sticking up for their teammates and trying to fight people. Oh, I love it. I'm it's, very much into it. It's fantastic. Um, I love that Voigt slide. <laughs> I saw I saw the... He, like, tried to box his ears. Yeah, I saw the notification, and um, it came, like... Voight trucks Reds catcher. And I was like, what? Nobody does that anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. It's the Buster Posey rule. And then I watched it and it was like, oh, we didn't really truck him. He like two arms slapped him across the head. Smacked him in the head. Yeah. Crazy. And now Tommy Pham wants to fight him. Apparently now Tommy Pham's a team player. He's not just in it for the numbers. <laughs> I think one thing that's been interesting so far is outside of the Mets and Dodgers who have had great starts to the year. It doesn't seem like anybody's really, like, amazing so far, mm-hmm. which maybe is a little bit boring, but on the flip side, it means everything's really tight. And I know it's early, but, I mean, like, the uh, the AL East, everyone's within a game of each, a half game of each other right now. And the AL Central... I love that you just glanced over Baltimore. Yeah, well, I, okay. <laughs> Sorry. The top four teams are within a half game of each other. Uh, in the Central, every team is within two games of each other. 
in the West, the top four teams are within one and a half games of each other. And I know it's early, but that speaks to exciting playoff race stuff. Mm-hmm. If at after two weeks, there's not already a gap forming between the top teams, then that's great. And, I, and I'm very excited about that. The Rockies have played 12 games and they've won eight. I'm shocked, I tell you. That's awesome. That is amazing. That's they're, awesome. They're pitching pretty well, actually. Yeah. The Angels are in first. I was just going to say about the Angels. You see Shohei today? are eight and five right now. I mean, should should they be our main overreaction, hoping that they finally get to the playoffs this season? Dude, Cleveland has the number one offense in baseball and the best run differential. You know what? We were wrong. We uh, said that. What if we uh, we're going to come here next week and they'll have a negative run differential by that time? <laughs> they nope. did not. They're that still plus twenty two. I know. Oh, the Mets are now plus twenty six. Old and strong. Mets are plus twenty nine. Oh, the Dodgers are plus twenty three. Oh, every time I look on ESPN, it's like a day late and a dollar short. Dodgers plus thirty two. Oh, the the Guardians scored eleven runs in their first game today. Yes, yes, they did. That's wild. Uh, also. This is another, like, keeping with the trend of the show, a little personal fantasy love here. Okay. Uh, Nolan Arenado has had a very good start with the Cardinals. Shocker. The best third baseman in the game is doing well. And he was batting almost like 400 well, that's he, awesome. the other day. Well, he didn't do well last year with the Cardinals. No, he did not. So there was some thought that potentially Arenado was on the wrong side of his peak and it could be declining, and apparently that was very wrong. <laughs> and in the stop me if you've heard this before, Jacob deGrom is hurt. And the Mets are killing it. Yeah. So take is, your time. That is true. They have the best starter ERA in baseball without Jacob DeGrom. That's because Max Scherzer is doing Max Scherzer things. That he is. That he is. Carlos Carrasco, not so shabby over there. <laughs> Guess uh, who snagged Cookie the other day off the fantasy Yeah, he get a little Cookie very action. Nice, very nice. Yeah. I got him and McGill. I got half the Mets staff mm-hmm. right now. I got Cookie well, on McGill one McGill got lit, so I'm sorry. I got Cookie in one of my teams. Must be the one. Must be uh, the... Uh, the big one. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Rodon uh, has started great for the Giants, like pitching even better than he did in Chicago. <clears throat> and, of course, the Giants got him. Also, the Giants got Alex Wood this year. And look who's been good in his first couple starts. Yep. The Giants are like a fixed pitcher machine at this point. Yeah. You know, I love Logan Webb. And uh, I know they're in fourth, but only one game back from first. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say again that the Boston Red Sox are not very good. <laughs> Why would you say that? I'm going to say this again until they fix that that entire pitching staff. That team is not very good. Well, I mean, they're also look, not hitting. But you you look Verdugo at Verdugo is. You look at them offensively, for the most part it seems like the same exact team from last year. It is. It's, it, it's, I think it's, it's exactly, exactly the same team, but they added Jackie Bradley Jr. back. And he's not even playing every day. And they got Trevor Story. Oh, that's, and he's kind of sucking it up so far. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm shocked, I tell you. Shocked. I'm going to sit on this fence for a long time. Uh, also, I've seen the Red Sox play like two or three times, like not full games, but a couple innings. They are not good. Also, the Blue Jays not as amazing as I thought to start the year. Like I was thinking the Blue Jays were going to win like 103 games, and obviously they still can. But if we're going to do the overreaction first thoughts, Toronto has not been quite as sexy as I envisioned. Mostly due to the from Vlad Guerrero. Uh, no, he's, just, he's just mad because Garrett Cole sucks. <laughs> Garrett Cole sucks. My God. Um, well, yeah, that that was an amazing game by Vladdy. At the end, I was just like, oh, my God, you just can't stop this guy. <laughs> I think it's mostly down to their starting. Like, 
Ryu is not the same as he was two years ago. No. Um, Barrios has gotten shelled once and, and then pitched well, pitched once. well again. And then blew a, get, a quality start that he had. Yeah. Barrios is, I was, he's that like prototypical, you should probably sign him, but he's not going to give you exactly what you want. How's your Toronto boy doing? Uh, Manoa? Yeah. He's been very good. Oh, look at that. Manoa's Mike, nasty. Mike coming through. He's who the they got. No, the Padres got Manea. Yes. Gotcha. Manoa. Manoa. Alec Manoa is the guy on the Blue Jays. I've been yeah, very I, get, I get those two confused. Um, I just I'm, I was expecting a little bit more dominance from the Blue Jays. And even in that first weekend series against Texas, they were given up like 10 runs a game. Luckily, they scored like 12 a couple of times. It's exaggerating, but it was very high scoring. Uh, that's another one. I've just been surprised the Blue Jays haven't been quite as explosive as I thought. I mean, let's be real here. The <clears> biggest <throat> surprise of the AL East this early season, I wouldn't call it a surprise. Most would, is that the Orioles got two of three games against the uh, Yankees. You know what, Joe? I'm not calling that a surprise either because <laughs> the Yankees, for whatever reason, last year in this series can't figure out how to dominate your lowly team. Uh, I think the Orioles might have scored 10 runs this year. Uh, they have 24 runs, Joe. 24 that's not right they're that, minus 13 it, it's probably 10 there's some something <clears throat> wrong in the coding of that website that's, they are uh, beating the oakland there. triple a's right now though they've scored one three zero two four two 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 five against the yankees <laughs> yep uh one one and one <laughs> the it's oakland bad. series is lost five to one lost two to one 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 to nothing it's not good, Bob. It's not good. Defense wins championships. Although Does you work? know what? Does that work here? The O's pitching much better than last year. Yeah, much and, better. And Joe, we'll see how long that lasts for. And Joe, they're, they're not worse. Lose. They're not the worst team in baseball. That would be the Reds. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. Wasn't their GM that came out and told the fans to shut up and enjoy the game? And yeah. since then, they've lost nine in a row. Yeah, dude, they suck. Well, hey, they have two they, wins. They're just, two and eleven. Just Mine keep, is thirty-seven. Just keep putting out the kid who throws hundred miles per hour, like twenty pitches in a row, and they'll be happy. I added him every fantasy. Fi- every five days is bobblehead night in Cincinnati of him. <laughs> His name's of Hunter, Garrett Hunter Green, by the Hunter way. Green. Sorry, I thought it was Garrett. Um, Joey yeah. Votto doesn't get any, but this guy. I know, they're like, you're going to trade everybody but me. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. All right. When we come back, is power hitting down in Major League Baseball and fair foul at the bottom of the hour? It's the hot corner today, the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.